welcome to the Mariners podcast from Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. Well, Mariners laid another egg last night. Uh, it's Saturday, um, about three hours from game time. Friday night's game was a doozy. It was rough. It was brutal for Mariners fans. Uh, this pod will recap what happened in yesterday's game. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what Bryce Miller was doing before he uh, had to come out with a blister. We'll address some of the leadership and pride issues that I see with the Mariners right now. And then go over uh, this afternoon's pitching matchup of Tyler Glass now against George Kirby. So the Mariners lost. 15 to four. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably well aware of that. Uh, Mariners took a four nothing lead against Shane McClanahan, who by all accounts is a top five American League starter uh, and a Cy Young candidate this season. Mariners break out for nothing, big crowd, City Connect uniforms, kind of everything going the Mariners' way in terms of creating uh, new momentum and really just. Ended up pooping the bed. Um, Bryce Miller had a lot of momentum. Uh, he was striking out really everyone on fastballs. And uh, and then he got hurt and had to come out. And the Mariners brought in a parade of relievers, um, kind of emptied out the bullpen, and the Rays took advantage. Um, as you know, Mariners' bullpen is very strong. Uh, they were not strong in this game, but there's also opportunities for the Mariners to do little things that would have um, helped, and they didn't, and Tampa Bay does all of them consistently. So what actually happened? Uh, again, Mariners scored some runs. Tom Murphy had a really nice uh, two-run home run uh, to start the Mariners off in the second. He was the DH in this game. Uh you know, Murphy has turned into a, a lefty masher and um, the home run against McClanahan created some really good momentum. And then JP Crawford had a two run single in the inning as well. Uh, so again, Mariners go up for nothing. Bryce Miller was absolutely cruising. His final line was three and a third innings, one hit, two runs, one walk, six strikeouts. The wild part was that coming into the game, Bryce Miller was striking out, uh, wasn't striking out very many batters and certainly was getting um, very, very few whiffs on any of his pitches. Uh, a lot of it was weak contact. He was succeeding through weak contact as opposed to swings and misses. But in this particular game, he threw 61 pitches. Believe it or not, 54 of them were fastballs. 89% of his pitches were fastballs. And he threw four sliders, two changeups, one sweeper. Of the 31 swings that Bryce Miller got, 19 of them were whiffs. Uh, Tampa Bay was swinging through everything. I don't know if it was that they hadn't seen Bryce Miller before. I don't know if it was the lighting at T-Mobile. It could have been that that he had even more movement on that fastball. The velocity on the fastball on average was 94.5. That's down 0.4 miles an hour or over his yearly average. His spin was up 12 RPMs. His, you know, 26 
2610 rpm rate on his fastball is uh absolutely elite uh we've talked about that at length um he just looked very very good and it was it was a shame that he had to come out of the game uh he had a pretty bad blister and um that's not you know it's a, an injury that will heal but you don't want it to be reoccurring. It's something that can be treated. But the reality is Bryce Miller may miss his next stop or his next start. So Miller's cruising, has to come out of the game. Mariners are still up 4-2. They bring in Matt Brash. Matt Brash did not pitch very well once again. Um, he did throw strikes, but he got hit. One in the third, three hits, one run. Uh, it was earned a walk and a strikeout. Trevor Gott was next. Again, Scott Service brought in, got in a uh, higher leverage situation. Uh, frustrating to me that they would put him in this situation after he uh, they brought him in right off the injured list against the Nationals um, in a tie game in the 10th inning. He gave up a, an absolute bomb to uh, Josh Lowe in this situation. So Mariners were up four, three top six. Uh, Trevor got in the game, gives up that solo home run to Josh Lowe game is now tied four four. Uh, then a combination of Andres Munoz and then Gabe Spire basically lit this game on fire. Uh, you know, Munoz was not, his slider was not moving from what I saw was not moving in the way it typically does. He hung, a couple of them. Uh, Gabe Spire got hit pretty hard. We haven't seen that happen really yet. Uh, but the Mariners also had some opportunities to do some little things that they didn't. So it was 4-4 game. Isak Paredes was up, two on, no out, first and third versus Munoz. Munoz throws a 100-mile-an-hour fastball up and out of the zone. Uh, somehow Paredes got on top of it and hit a soft uh, chopper to Eugenio Suarez at third. And he just muffed it he completely misplayed it um ball goes behind him he was going to come home to try to get the tag off the tag at home but it was, it becomes an error and i don't know if they charged charged him with an error or not on this but this was definitely suarez's fault i do believe actually no it was not an error in my mind it was a play he should have made and it's those little things that the mariners haven't been doing that hurt so had he made the play, had they gotten the out at at home, then you would have been looking at first and second or first and third with with one out, as opposed to Tampa Bay taking the lead 5-4 with two on. Uh, Josh Lowe ends up poking a 100-mile-an-hour fastball into left field off of Munoz uh, to drive in another run. And you would think that Josh Lowe coming up in this situation, Tampa's in the lead, he just hit you know, uh, probably a 400 and I didn't look, but I assume it was about a 440 foot home run off of, uh, off of Trevor got earlier in the game. I'm going to look it up right now. I actually want to see how far it went. 439 foot home run, 1046 off the bat from got also looking at the, uh, at the uh, pitch chart, I get it from Trevor got versus Josh Lowe on Savant. Everything was up and away. He threw four pitches. They were all up and away. So, Mariners not mixing it up as I harped on in previous pods. So low 
previous at bat, hit a 440 foot home run off the batter's eye in center field. You would assume he's going to come up swinging hard again, given, uh, given that they were in the lead. And I, I feel like Mariners hitters would, you don't see a lot of Mariners hitters trying to take the ball softly the other way. You see them trying to drive the ball, but everyone's trying to hit a 10 run home run. Josh Lowe pokes this hundred mile an hour fastball into left field, uh, drives in another run earlier in the game. You know, there was a, a ball that Wander Franco hit to right field. It looked like a surefire double. Um, Taylor was playing him a bit more in the gap. And so he had a long ways to run, but he was, he was Cadillacing it out there, coasting over to the ball. Ball doesn't bounce off the wall the way you would expect it to. Franco goes all the way to third. So it ends up being a triple. And from my eye, had Teo really busted it over to that ball and gotten the ball in as quickly as he could, he would have held him to a double. Um, I love Teo Hernandez. I'm a big fan. But it does look like he's really Cadillacing it out there at times and and cruising. And he needs to be uh, setting the, the precedent or being leading by example by hustling on every play, especially when you're losing, especially when the team is down. Um, Luke Rayleigh hit a ball for a double and he just busted it out of the box and ended up stretching it into a double, you know, uh, Josh Lowe, not trying to hit the ball 500 feet after his 440 foot home run, even Jose Siri, you know, his sack fly off of, off of, uh, Gabe Spire, same idea. I just, they're doing, they do all the little things Tampa Bay does to win the game. And it feels right now like the Mariners are doing none of the little things um, to win specifically, you know, that soft chopper to, Eugenio Suarez or the the hustle of or lack of hustle of Taylor Hernandez. So game was 7-4 uh, after Josh Lowe um, had the RBI hit to left and it just kind of snowballed from there. The game ends up 15-4. to Tampa Bay scored eight in the eighth and three in the ninth. And uh, it was an avalanche of runs. It was ugly. Mariners fans started booing. Uh, this was a big topic of conversation, both on Twitter and amongst um, uh, my friends. And, you know, I'm not a booer myself. I'm not booing my home team. Uh, if I was, a, you know, if I was a Mariners fan at T-Mobile, I'm not booing. I, I it just, it's your team. You might be frustrated uh, you might be angry. You might think that it's Jerry Depoto's fault. You might think it's Scott Service's fault. You might think it's the player's fault. But I don't know. I, I, I think that supporting your team, continuing to support your team as best you can uh, positively is the right way to go. It's not as if these players are um, happy with their performance. It's not as if they want to go out there and lose 15 to four. And, you know, the other thing that I think needs to be addressed is, this is a team that doesn't, when you look up and down the lineup, you don't really see that definitive leader or definitive couple of leaders. Uh, in theory, you know, Teo Hernandez, J.P. Crawford, Eugenio Suarez would be those guys, I think. Um, but you need someone to grab players by the throat and say, hey, man, like, we need to step this up. This is unacceptable. I know they had a players only meeting before the game, but. There needs to be more screaming. You don't see Mariners throwing stuff in the dugout. Not to say that that's going to solve the issue, but someone needs to get angry. Some, you know, the, the lack of response in that third game 
of the three game series against the Nationals, where the Mariners came out and just laid down against Patrick Corbin. Someone needed to be angry before that game. Someone needed to be angry after that game. Someone needs to be angry that the Mariners had a 4 nothing lead on Shane McClanahan and couldn't win. And then someone needs to have some pride in the eighth inning when you're losing, you know, 12 to four to scream at someone, to get mad, shoot, you know, throw at a Tampa Bay player just to, uh, you know, hit a batter, just to mix things up, just to let Tampa Bay know you're not going to run over us at home like this. We're not putting up with this. We're drawing a line in the sand, whatever it might be. But Mariners don't have those guys. You know, it's a bunch of nice dudes. I think Jose Caballero's one. You know, Jerry Kelnick has a little bit of an edge, but you got to have more of an edge than that. And to me, they're not showing any leadership right now. Nobody is. And I'm starting to question the Mariners' pride. At some point in time, you have to have pride enough to stand up and say, no more. It's over. I'm done with this. I'm not losing anymore. Put the team on your shoulders. You know, do whatever you can. I know Julio's pressing. I know he feels the pressure. But 0 for 5 with three strikeouts out of the two-hole from your superstar. Friday night, City Connects, one of the best starters in the major leagues in Shane McClanahan, again, coming against you. And you put up an 0 for 5 with three Ks? Come on, dog. Like, you got to – I don't know. I don't know. Something needs to change. Somebody needs to get shipped out. Somebody needs to get traded. There has to be some different level or different type of accountability for what the Mariners are doing right now. You know, not they're getting the pitching that they need. I, I don't. I know that the the bullpen imploded in this game. Um, I know that it was ugly. The bullpen overall is never going to be a problem for a Jerry DePoto-led organization. He knows how to build a bullpen. I have the utmost confidence that the Mariners' bullpen for the rest of the season is going to be phenomenal. Um, This was a bad game. Starting pitching has been great. One could make the case the Mariners have the best starting rotation in baseball. It's the offense. Plain and simple, it's the offense. Even in this game, Mariners had seven walks. They got some runners on, but six hits, really? Nobody could have, nobody had two hits in this game. Caballero had one, Kelnick had one, Raleigh had one, Murphy had his homer, Teo had one, and JP had one. That's it. It's weak. It's weak. It's sad. It's sorry. Like, you're getting your, your butt kicked in. Every You're getting your butt kicked in by the Rays. You're getting your butt kicked in by the Nationals. You're getting your butt kicked in by the Rangers. Do something about it. Stand up. Be mad. The fans want to see you get mad. I think that, again, I, I'm not a booer myself, but I think fans are booing because they want to see a, a reaction. They want to see you get up off the mat. They want to see you come out swinging. When, when, you care about something and that something is backed into a corner or in an adverse position. You want it to fight back. You want it to get out of that situation. And as a fan, you can't do anything about it to help this team off the mat. 
anything, like show some signs of something, right? So I, I said it a couple of days ago. I'll say it again. I think this is the point in time where Scott's service needs to be way out in front, right? It's got to be service and J.P. Crawford and maybe Cal Raleigh. And that's it. The leaders of this team. You got to go sit in front of the press and answer questions and just say, you know, even if it's stock answers, we're doing our best. You know, Scott Service needs to say, I'm lighting a fire under this team. I did cuss them out. That's going to be, that's in the family. That's behind closed doors. You guys will not know about it. It is none of your business. But yes, I'm taking care of it, right? It's like a, a high functioning family where the public doesn't know what's going on. And if there's issues, you deal with it behind closed doors, you know, wash your hands, walk back out, put on a smile, keep it pushing. That's what I believe Scott service should do. Now, if the Mariners keep going down this road, I, there are going to be louder than whispers. People are going to be talking about Scott services job. So if I'm him, I'm, I'm it's drastic measures at this point in time. You got to mix the lineup up. You got to cuss some dudes out. You got to really figure out how to get Julio back to being a superstar. And you got a lot of fire under the team because pretty soon AL West is going to be out of reach and you're going to need a huge run from a team who hasn't shown it yet uh, to catch the wild card. So frustrating, difficult, brutal, um, all those things for Mariners fans. This game was tough. Uh, thankfully the Mariners do have, uh, I just passed while so I'm scrolling on my computer. I just passed, uh, the pitches of Bryce Miller again. I still can't believe he threw 89% fastballs <laughs> and he got 18 whiffs on 27 swings. That's, that's some wild, you know what, uh, man, I wish he would have not gotten the blister. That's he's, he's a fun one. That's my dude. Uh, all right. So Mariners are facing Tyler Glass now. Tyler Glass now is a 6'8 right-hander. He's 29 years old. He was traded with Shane Boz, who is still a top prospect for uh, the Rays, but hasn't stayed healthy, pitching prospect. Uh, and Austin Meadows for Chris Archer at the 2018 trade deadline. Glass now is a glass doll, so to speak. Um, or porcelain doll, I guess is the phrase. He's got a million dollar arm, uh, incredible stuff, incredible stats, incredible pitch metrics. Um, but he can't stay healthy. Uh, he's thrown 100 pitches one time in, or excuse me, 100 innings one time in his career. Uh, that was in 2018 when he threw 111 and two thirds innings. Uh, much like say a Dustin May with the Dodgers. These guys, you look at their pitches, you look at the results on their pitches, and you say that they're, they should be Cy Young candidates. They are that good, um, but they can't stay healthy. Maybe the reason why they have such beautiful pitches is that they put so much strain on their arm and their body to make that happen. So in 19, he had an arm strain in May, 60-day DL stint returned in September. In 21, he was diagnosed with a partial tear in his UCL and a flexor strain in his right elbow in June. He elected for rehab instead of surgery. And then on July 31st, month and a half later, 
it was revealed that he needed TJ. And uh, after an unsuccessful rehab stint in 22, he agreed in August, he agreed to an extension through 24, um, which is very, uh, it, it shows how much the Rays value him that despite his injury history and despite the fact that he was still coming back from uh, injury to his arm, they gave him a two-year, $30 million extension. September 28th, he was activated. He threw three innings. And then he did pitch game two, I believe, in the playoff series against the Guardians. 2023, everyone was excited for Tyler Glass now. He was back off of TJ. Uh, he pitched in September of the previous year. And then February 28th, it was announced that he'd missed six to eight games or six to eight weeks with a grade two strain of his left oblique. Dude just can't stay healthy. Sorry. Fantasy-wise, you know, you get excited to have him on your team. You see the ratios, you see the Ks, and he's just always on your injured list. Um, so far this season, two and one with the four four five ERA and a one three two WHIP. Thirty in the third innings, twenty six hits, fourteen walks, forty five strikeouts. That's a thirty five point two percent K rate, seventeen point seven percent swinging strike rate, which is uh, at the very top of baseball. His zone contact rate is seventy six point five percent, which is five and a half percent below league average. So his strikes are harder to hit than, than league average pitchers. And his whiff rate is all the way up at 38.3%, which is almost 14 per 13 and a half percent higher than league average. So tons of swing and miss in the zone, out of the zone, beautiful stuff. Uh, Left-handers are hitting 274 with a 357 on base percentage and a 986 OPS so far this season. Granted it's, uh, 30 innings, but that's a pretty high OPS from left-handers. And then right-handers are hitting 173 with a 259 on-base percentage and a 471 OPS. So when the opposing pitcher is surrendering twice the OPS to left-handers as they are to right-handers, you need to stack your lineup with left-handers, plain and simple. We're going to see Mike Ford. We're going to see Colton Wong. We're going to see Jared Kelnick. We're going to see Cal Raleigh. Uh, it's going to be every left-handed bat is going to be in the Mariners lineup today. I promise you that. He has three pitches, four-seam fastball. He throws 45% of the time at 96 miles an hour. Slider, 34% of the time at 89 miles an hour. And a curveball, 21% of the time at 84 miles an hour. Um, super high whiff rates on both the slider and the curve. 46% slider, 50% whiff on the curve. Uh, the fat forcing fastball still has a 27% whiff rate, tough at bat. Um, interesting that he does not throw a changeup or a splitter. Um, I think that's part of the reason why lefties hit him so much better is that everything that he throws is moving away from right-handers and into lefties um, with the exception of his four-seamer. Uh, so it's going to be a tough go against Tyler Glass now. He has no hit um, stuff and the Mariners have a, Tough road to hoe against him, especially in, a, in what I consider to be a must-win game. Uh, you lose this game and you've lost the series. Even if you win on Sunday, that means you've lost two straight series to the to the Nationals and to the Rays. Um, that's not the way to uh, dig yourself out uh, towards a playoff spot. George Kirby's on the mound for the Mariners, 25 years old, 6'4", 215. Six and seven with a 3-2-6 ERA and a 107 whip. Still only seven walks in 94 innings. It's a 1.9% walk rate. Uh, lefties are hitting 272, righties 246, 
uh, 40% fastball at 96 miles an hour, 22% sinker at 95 and a half miles an hour, 18% slider, 85 miles an hour and 15% curveball. Uh, what's interesting is when I look at Kirby and I look at uh, Brian Wu, they both are really heavy four seam sinker. And so I, I wonder what the, um, what the Mariners philosophy is in throwing so many pitches in the same velocity band, obviously with slightly different movement, the uh, sinker to the uh, fastball. So Wu is 77% sinker or fastball. So much higher percentage, but still 71 versus Kirby, 61% four seam and sinker. They must see something in a hitter's inability ability or inability to uh, differentiate between those two pitches. In any case, it is George Kirby against Tyler Glass now tonight. Expect a left-handed heavy lineup from the Mariners. Mariners got to put a stop to this. Um, it's a lot of negative momentum right now, and uh, it's not fun. You know, it's I love baseball. I love covering baseball. I'm really lucky and privileged to be able to cover the Mariners for Sports Ethos. Uh but watching this team kind of trip over themselves in the way that they are, and I, I guess even more uh, difficult is watching them, watching their lack of response, you know, their lack of fight, their lack of pride uh, in how they're playing right now is, you know, that's not, I don't know, that's not where I come from. And, you know, I am a Seattleite. I grew up in Seattle. I don't live in Seattle anymore, but I grew up there and that's my home. I'll always think of it as my home and you want your hometown team to, to fight, to represent. And I know these players don't have any ties to the city of Seattle, but you still got Seattle across your chest and they're just not, they're not really, you know, if you're a 500 team, but you're fighting and clawing and you're nasty and you're, you know, you're angry and, and you're showing emotion and you, you give fans the hope that you're able to dig out of this and that you care. That's not, that's not really what they're showing right now. So this is an important game, I think, uh, for the Mariners. Um, winning the next two against the Rays would create at least a little bit of positive momentum, considering they are the best team in baseball. Um, and, you know, the Mariners have George Kirby and Luis, Luis Castillo in the next two games. So in theory, they've got a chance. You've got two, your two best pitchers um, going. So, Saturday, Sunday should be interesting. Uh, tonight's game. Hope the fans are out there rocking, supporting the team, not booing. Um, but we'll see. Again, difficult night last night. You got to pick yourself up and you got to show some fight. Thank you for listening to the Mariners cast brought to you by Sports Ethos. Uh, once again, you can find me on Twitter at Tino Junior 20. That's T I N O J R 2 0. And the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H-O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Enjoy your Saturday. Peace.